Good morning, church. Sorry I'm late. I usually use the TVs in the foyer that tell me the countdown, and uh, they are not up right now. <laughs> so, whoops, uh, we are excited to be here with you today. Uh, whether you're here in person, which we obviously love, um, please come if you're not here, um, or if you're worshiping online, wherever that may be, we, we just want to reach out to you and, and hope that what we're doing here today can be a blessing to you and, and in your life. So a few announcements. Tomorrow is our Zoom prayer meeting. It's at 7 p.m. We will be emailing that link out tomorrow. And Thursday is the Zoom youth group meeting at 7 p.m. Carlos, cheer. Thank you. <laughs> We've generated excitement. Uh, that link will be emailed out on Thursday. Uh, we are having a membership class today after the second service in the history room, which is down that away. If you are not able to make today's class, we are having another one uh, next week, which is the 28th. These classes are for anybody who's interested in becoming a member or who would like to learn more about us here at Home Church. Lunch is provided, so you can call the church office or um, let Pastor Carlos know if you will be attending. And we will be having baptisms here on Easter Sunday. That was a much better response than last week. Thank you, guys. Uh, so if you're interested in getting baptized, please let Pastor Carlos know. Um, it is obviously a great symbol of the rebirth that we can have in Christ. And it is a way of showcasing your faith. And it is a great way to just commune with the, the people of this church and to have everybody see where you're standing at in your walk with God. We're going to be having an Easter egg hunt for all of our kids after the second service on Easter, which is April 4th. The Easter Bunny will be joining us and will be available for pictures. Yeah, not video. <laughs> That's what, all right, so we are going to get time for Children's Church. So if we could get all the kiddos up here and let's welcome up Miss Jane. Melody brought a stuffed or an animal. What kind of animal did she bring? What kind of animal did Miss Anita bring? A penguin. Good. And what kind of animal did Miss Melody bring the week before that? It had a long giraffe. A giraffe. Well, I wanted to be like them, right? Have you ever wanted to be like somebody else? Who do you want to be like? I want to be like a giraffe so I could reach things. Oh. Well, I wanted to be like them, so I brought an animal too. What is this? A lamb. A lamb. A very cute lamb. So soft. Can you pass that down? Give him a hug. Are lambs really wild and crazy and make all kinds of noise? And Are lambs like that? 
they are not. They are, they are just friendly and they are, they are just very quiet. Exactly right. They are very meek and mild. And so who do we call? Have you ever heard this, the Lamb of God? Have you ever heard that, Brittany? No. No? Who reminds you of a lamb? Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Philip. God is like a shepherd. God is like our shepherd. That's right. And we are like the sheep. Sheep, sheep. right. So Jesus has been called the Lamb of God because he is, what did Brittany say? That he is very soft. Soft. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Jesus was very soft. He didn't come in and say, hey, you guys are sinning. You're doing this. You're doing that, did he? He was very soft. He was very soft about being kind to other people like their, their kids. That's right. Jesus doesn't yell at us, does he? But he does expect us to obey, doesn't he? He expects us to obey. He expects us to be kind to one another. And remember I told you that I wanted to be like Mel Miss Melody and Miss Anita? Is that right? Should I be like them? Who should I be like? Yourself, because, because in my school they, they taught me about being unique. And if you're copying someone else, that's not being unique. I hope you all heard her, because the kids could teach the class, right? <laughs> she said that we need to be unique, right? Okay, so we, God made us all different, didn't he? Okay. <clears throat> what happened to God when he, to Jesus at the end? Do y'all just love my little pink bag? Yeah. Yes. What happened to Jesus at the end of his life? What, what happened? I deemed he died on the cross for our sin. He died on the cross for our sins. Chloe, can you take one of these out of this bag and pass it around? I want you to remember the cross. Who are we, what are we going to be celebrating here in a few weeks? We're going to go hunting for eggs. What are we going to be celebrating in two weeks? Easter. Easter. Why do we celebrate Easter? Because he rose again on the third day. He rose again. He didn't just die, did he? He rose again. But why did he die on the cross? For our sins. That he died on the cross for us. And I know that even though if there is one person on earth, he will still die for them. That's right. Amen. All right. Um, who wants to pray? Ari? 
forgive us. I hold out forgive us of our sins, Lord, and heal our bodies, Lord, in this name. Amen. Amen. Did you all get across? Oh, you didn't pass it along? Let's go sit down. You can take this with you. Bring the lamb. Don't forget the lamb. Let's give Miss Jane and the kids a hand as they return to their seats. I hope the teenagers are paying attention because that's basically what we're doing. <laughs> Second service. So we're going to enter into our time of uh, giving and worship. For everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings, we just want to say thank you. Uh, we understand that it is sometimes tough to, uh, to part with some badly needed money and to, to funnel it into God's kingdom. But as you all know, uh, I say it most weeks. God can do so much more with so much less than we can that putting that into his kingdom is better than any investment you're going to find <laughs> through one of those apps, right? So uh, the, the investment and the return is, is insane. Uh, if we could all bow our heads as we enter our time of prayer. Lord, we want to come before you today in a spirit of humility, in a spirit of worship. We want to acknowledge your sovereignty over this entire creation and thank you for every gift of blessing that we have and apologize for every corruption that we have brought into it. We thank you for the redemption that you brought to us through your son, Christ Jesus. And we ask that you give us a spirit of forgiveness in the way that you have forgiven us. We ask for a spirit that would allow us to take the words from the service today and grow in them, to grow spiritually in our walk with you, and to grow in courage to propagate your will out amongst people outside of this church as well. In your name we pray, amen. Happy Sunday, good morning. So good to see you all. So good to see your faces. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. You know, God can do anything. God can move mountains. He can calm raging seas. But one thing he can't do is he can't force us to do anything. I mean, I suppose he could send a fish our way. So we have to say one word. It's yes, Lord. I guess it's two words. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord, amen. I give you right of way, God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We're saying yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. We're going to say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Help me out, say it. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We're saying yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Clap your hands with me out there. Who's ready to trade in their sorrows this morning? And all the pain that the world brings. Here we go. And I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Yeah. And I'm trading my sickness. And I'm trading my pain. And I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. See it.
one needs compassion A love that's never failing Let mercy fall on me And everyone needs forgiveness The kindness of a Savior And the hope of nations Savior, He can move the mountains My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save And forever, author of salvation and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave oh, mm. So take me as you find me All my fears and failures Lord, fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything. is mighty to save. He is 
who our God is this morning. Amen. He is the light in the darkness. He's the way maker. The question is, is when it's not going the way we want it to go, do we still believe that? I know we can sing it, but do we believe it in our hearts that he is the way maker? He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He's never, he's never not kept his promise. someone here this morning as our brother continues to play. I shared this with somebody earlier this morning up from our, but I feel like I gotta do it again. There's someone here this morning, you're here this morning, and you just, you don't know which way to go, you don't know what to do, you're confused, you're, you're upset, you're, 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 you're anxious, oh, there's a lot going on right now in your life. And, and Psalms right here, David, King David, was also going through some hard times, and God told him, okay, he wrote right here in the Psalms to be still and wait and know that I am God. That's for someone here this morning. I don't know who that's for, but that's for God is saying, be still, be still, wait. And yes, you're going to be having these emotions. Yes, you're going to be frustrated. Yes, you're going to be, you're going to want to go talk to that person. Yes, all this is going on, but be still and know that I am God. so good way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my God that is who you are we believe it Lord we don't just sing it you are a way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness real quick. Sister, you know you can just leave it here. We're going to read our, our text this morning. I just feel like reading it a little early, then we'll probably read it again. Jesus told this parable as we remain standing. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Jesus is telling a story right here and he says, so the owner of the vineyard said, cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Verse eight, sir, the man replied. It's like you've come into your boss, sir, boss, hold on, please. Leave it alone for one more year and I'll try to dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, boss, We'll cut it down. Let's bow our heads this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that we have to worship you, to sing praises to you, to thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives.
But this morning, Lord, we're asking for a supernatural uh, empowerment of your spirit to come down and fill this place with your simple gospel, a simple word, a simple teaching, the simple gospel that can change lives, that can take someone that feels like committing suicide to someone now who wants to serve and live life and serve other people, to take someone who's about had it, wants to give up on their marriage, wants to give up on their relationships and focuses on you and says, Lord, you are all I need and you will bring who needs to be in my life. This morning, we're believing for, for healing. We're believing for someone who's sick. Maybe there's someone sick this morning, God. Someone that we know, someone who can't be here this morning. We believe you that you can heal them. We don't just sing it, but we say it. We believe. We believe, church. We believe. We believe, God, that you can do these things. Not because we shout it, but because it's in us. Touch a backslider this morning. Touch your children. Touch our heart. May the power of your gospel penetrate the hardest heart this morning. And the heart, Lord, that's been hurt, that's been abused, that's been used, Lord, I pray that you would just replace it with a heart of flesh. I'm asking God. We turn this service to you. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Can we give our brother Josh a hand this morning? Amen. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. So how was everybody's um, St. Patrick's week? Do you guys have corned beef and hash? No? I hear yes, no? Yeah, okay. You got to have it. If you don't, it's like a sin. And I, I committed a small one on, on uh, Pastor Barbara. She was walking into the office all decked out, all green. And I didn't have anything that was green. Um, and so I walked real quick. I didn't give her a hug that morning because I didn't want her to pinch me. So it's all good. But um, St. Patrick's Day um, is obviously an awesome holiday. And I, I wanted to show a quick, a little, a, a quick uh, clip um, on, you just decide what you think about this. All right, let's go. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We'll get down to the bottom of this. You're still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. 
This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off spells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want the gold. Give me the gold. I want the gold. This is Brian okay. Johnson, NBC 15 News. We're good. Thanks, Luke. Where do I begin? Um, now, look, I'm not here to argue whether they saw a leprechaun or not, okay? That's not what, what I showed this for. The reason why I showed this is because so many of, so many of us, so many people in the world are chasing uh, gold, chasing leprechauns, when there's a God in heaven who's chasing us. Amen. And he wants us to know him. If it wasn't for God, I'd probably be digging underneath the tree looking for gold myself. But I know there's a God in heaven who has more for me than a pot of gold. There's a God in heaven who has more than a rainbow and a lucky charm. He has salvation. He has future for me. He has my children's future. He, he has eternity with me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning, if you want to go look for the lucky charm, for the leprechaun, go right ahead. But um, there's no need to when we have Jesus. Amen. Let's read our verse, uh, our, our uh, verse again. Luke chapter thirteen, uh, verses six. Turn there with me. Hallelujah. I think our baby here is ready, ready to read. Amen. It says right here, verse six, Luke thirteen six. Jesus says. He spoke a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it, and it bears fruit. Well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. What an amazing story. A owner who owns a vineyard comes to examine the vineyard looking and, in, and in, 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 inspecting the trees for, for what? For fruit. It's like a supervisor. Do we have any supervisors here? A supervisor going out to the, the workplace looking and seeing what, what has been going on. Is it, has it been working? Has it, is there fruit? Is this, is this being productive? Um, all the other trees have fruit. All the other trees are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but this one tree, Jesus says, is just there. It's not producing, has nothing on it but sticks and leaves. The text says he didn't just do it one year, but three years. 
in the third year, seeking fruit, looking, say, maybe this time. And the third year, only to find it with no fruit. Reminds me when you tell your kids, go clean your room. You go look, it's not clean. You tell them once, go clean your room. Still not clean. The third time, go clean your room. Now, the text here doesn't say anything about uh, paddle or anything, but uh, that's what's next. <laughs> go clean your room. The owner says, what? Cut it down. The keeper said, let me try. I don't want to give up on this one. Let me, let me try for one, one more year. I got to say, I love this supervisor right here because he gave it three years, plus he wants to give another four. In the work world, how many know you get three months? Right? That's, that's life. Teenagers, you're going to learn real quick. You get three months to show productivity. Here, he gets, this, this plant gets three years plus. He's asking for one more. I love this parable because it has different, um, what's the word? Different components. It has different, uh, there's an owner, there's a keeper, and there's the tree. So if you're new to church, uh, let me simplify this for you. The, the owner of the vineyard is God. The owner of the vineyard is God. The keeper of the vineyard is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And the tree is you and I. I like that. It's better than being a donkey. In scripture, the, we were, never mind. I'd like to be the tree. <laughs> we're the tree. The problem is, is there's some trees in your personal vineyard, in my vineyard, in our personal lives, in our families, in our homes, in our church. That have nothing on them but sticks and leaves. I was hoping to get a one amen. Maybe I can get one online, but it's okay. This is a very important Jesus telling them. I, he's telling us this morning. I've been coming to home church now. I've been, I've been walking around the city of Reno and the city of Sparks for some time now. It's been, it, it's, it's been three years, and he, says, and he says, Pastor Carlos, you're still not bearing any fruit. You've been here long enough to mature. Three years is a good time. It's a maturing season. Three years. We talked a little bit last week, uh, uh, mentioned about Jesus, his ministry uh, it took 30 years for him to get in three years of ministry. Uh, and there's, there's a whole other sermon in that. I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail, so i got to stick to my notes. But three years is a good time. It's a time of maturing. It's a season. It's a, good, it's a good time to accomplish some things in our life, to have something change in our life. And, but three years have gone by, and he says, I don't see any fruit. Three years, we should have won somebody to Jesus. Three years, we should have at least brought someone to church. Three years, we, we should have at least told somebody about Jesus. 
Three years, we should have at least joined the church by now. Three years. Coming for three years, and we should have at least been in a ministry by now, taking a class by now, serving, not just being served. Thank you. You, you. you know what's really scary is when you see someone three years later in the same spot they are now three years ago. And the only thing that's changed is the weight. There, there's nothing, there's nothing. You ever see somebody, it's been a long time since you've seen them, and you see, you see them and you go like, wow, what has happened? God is moving in their life. I can look across this room and I can see story after story of change and growth and fruit. I don't want to put, I don't, yeah, but I can see it. I can look across this room. I, people that are watching online with us, God is moving in your life and you're being productive. But you ever see somebody, it's been three years, it's been four years, five years, and nothing is, it's almost gone backwards. Jesus is telling the disciples here. And I say this morning, nothing but sticks and leaves. The owner says, God says, Pastor, I don't want you wasting space. The King James Version says, it cumbereth the ground. Somebody say cumbereth, cumbereth. That's a good word. It's spelled C-U-M-C-U-M-B-E-R-E-T-H. Cumbereth the ground. God says it's occupying space. I told God earlier this week, Lord, I don't want to be just occupying space. I don't want to just be cumbereth the ground. I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to be taking somebody's spot that could be growing in God. I, I don't want to be, that could be giving back to the word of God, that can be giving back to the house of God. The owner of the vineyard is asking, why is it still here? The owner said, cut it down. I'm not the owner this morning. You're not the owner. But I've come to the realization when I think about my role and responsibilities as a pastor and I'm pretty sure you too, when you see people that you're working with, that you're praying for, there are people in your life that you're talking to, you're trying to help. It can be quite burdensome when they're not changing. We don't give up on them, but it, it, it hurts. They're not changing. There's, there's no change in their life. There's, there's nothing happening. It can, you can get down. And as a pastor, I'll be honest, sometimes... A little depressed. You're, you're not angry with the person, but you're going, my God, if you could just trust the Lord and just wait and be patient. Just don't, don't walk down that aisle anymore. Don't drive down that street anymore. Let's make some lifestyle changes here. I want to help you. It becomes, you, you, you get a little down, but then the, the Holy Spirit reminds me that the tree that is not bearing any fruit, that's not growing in my life. It's in a vineyard where there are trees that are growing and that are being productive. I tend to always look at the wrong sometimes in my life. Look at the negative. But the Holy Spirit reminds me and says, wait, 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 Pastor, hold on. There are trees that are growing. 
I could look across this room and I could see generations after generations, grandparents with their children and their children's children. God is moving. There are trees that are bearing fruit. The tree that is not growing is sitting in the same vineyard where there are trees that are growing. And so as a pastor, it can be a little, I, I would say, I don't say, a little helpful because, again, you, I got to wonder, is it me? What am I doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? As a leader, as your as, as leaders here, you got to wonder, The, the, the tree that is dying is getting the same nourishment, is getting the same love, is getting the same proning, is getting the same sun, is getting the same word of God to mature. It's getting the same teaching. So what's the problem? I've been here long enough that I'm not going to let what somebody say take me out of the will of God. I've been here long enough that I'm not going to let what somebody does or says at church or what they say. They, they didn't shake my hand. This didn't happen. They forgot. I'm not going to let that allow for that to come into my life and ruin the destiny that God has for me. Here's the problem. The tree is not growing. There's nothing on it but sticks and leaves. No nutrients. No moisture because the ground is Hard. The ground is hard. The poor little plant is not getting any nutrients, any water, because the ground around it is hard. When it rains water, the water runs away from that area because it cannot, it can't penetrate and go into the deep spots for that tree to be able to have life. The ground is hard. And God told me the reason why some people and some things in your life that you're loving on aren't changing. The reason why fruit is not being developed in their life is because people's hearts have grown hard. This morning, maybe sitting somewhere in your row, maybe online this morning with us. And, uh, there's someone and your heart is cold against the things of God. Your heart is cold against God's will. Against me, against the church. The Lord wants me to speak this morning. We've been coming to church year after year, month after month, and... We can't receive, wait, that's the wrong word. We won't receive what God has put on your pastor's heart. Wait, am I even your pastor? Or am I just the next guy coming through? What God has put on my heart, spiritual water, spiritual food, because you're not just a number to me. 
You're not just somebody that's sitting in the pew to me. You're someone that I pray about. You're somebody that I think about. You're somebody that I fast over. I know it doesn't look like it, but trust me, I do. <laughs> that you may be able to receive the nourishment, the vitamins that God has spoken to me and that your heart may be softened so you could receive what God has to say. There's someone here listening to my voice and it's, your heart is hard because it's been hurt. It's been, it's, it's been damaged and you got some walls around it because it's being protected. But when I, when I say what I'm even saying now, there's just a spectating, criticizing. And the water can't get in. But I got a word for you. I got a message for you. God told me to tell you that the dresser has asked for one more year. One more year. One more season, one more time of space. I don't know how long that season is. It could be six months. It could be a year. It can be 30 minutes. We don't know when we're going to pass away. I don't know how long the season is. But the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you, the owner of the vineyard says, cut him off. Cut Pastor Carlos off. It's time. It's done. But Jesus stepped in and said, hold on, Father. Give me one more year. Give me one more year. Give me one more year. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this one. I thank God he gave me one more year. There was times in my life, I know you see me now, but trust me, I'm just like, there's no, I'm, I'm a human being. There was times in my life I can, my pastor's like, oh, what are we going to do with this one? God gave me one more year. When someone has said, it's time, chop it off, it's done. We're... And that does happen. But I thank God he gave me one more year. One more year. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but the God of heaven wants you to know. You got one more year. One more year to repent. One more year to consider what is going on. One more year to turn things around. It's been three years. It's been three years, Pastor. It's been three years. And you're still considered a visitor at every church you attend. It's been three years. You're still considered a guest. You still have not planted yourself. It's been three years. It's been three years. Haven't done anything about your marriage. Your wife, your husband's crying out for help and you're content with just where you're at because you don't want to counsel with anybody. You don't, want, you don't have time. It's been three years. It's been three years? 
still in debt to the debtor? When I know for a fact my pastor, our pastor, and me, we speak on tithing and giving and giving to the house of God, giving of our ten, our first fruits in three years? It's been three years? We could go on and on with three years of things. God says, I've been, I've been, I've been, I know you want to go here, but we can't go here until you deal with this. And after this, yeah, we could go here. Three years? It's been three years. You see, here at Home Church, we want you and your family to become everything that God wants you to be. We want your family to be blessed. We want your kids to grow up and to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Not just to have known of him, but know him. Amen. Oh, yeah, I used to go to that Nazarene church. Yeah, I did. No, no, no. I know him. That is my church. And how many of you know we're living in a world that's going further and further? But you know what? That's okay. Because we only get brighter and brighter to shine the love of God everywhere we go. To win the lost. To win those who have questions. It's not a bad thing, but our kids need to know what's right and wrong and what God says. Here at Home Church, we want you to be blessed. We want your family. And if you want the truth, we will give you the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed up a little bit here. Uh, verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. But he answered and said to him, Sir. That's my favorite part of the verse, so I pulled this out right here. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it. Wow. Wow. Now, I don't know what you get from that, but I get so much from this right here. Listen, some of you are going through some challenges in life. You're going through some things, and the Spirit of God is digging around your heart, creating challenges to soften your heart, to put your heart in a place where you can be able to accept the Word of God. Amen. Jesus wants to soften your heart, and you might as well tell the truth. If it wasn't for the drama in your life, you probably would have never come to Jesus in the first place. I'll be honest. I mean, we got a few. I mean, I grew up in church, but we got a few that was born into it. And ready. But for a lot of people, we never would have come to God if it wasn't for the drama in our life. And sometimes God, Jesus, is digging around the soil, digging the soil, creating challenges and things in our life. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. But he's doing it for a purpose. He's doing it for a reason. Because he wants to get down into the roots. And it says right here at the very end, I'm not sure, and, and fertilize. Somebody say fertilize. fertilize. Do you know what fertilizer is? <laughs> Thank you, brother. I know some of these teenagers right here, some young ones that are watching online, they don't know what fertilizer is. The King James Version says it's dung. Do you know what dung is? 
see, what do, what do the kids say these days for, for dumb? What, are they, what words do they use? No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> poop. Poop. Let's be real. Fertilizer. Somebody figured out that there's some nutrients in fertilizer. It's good for the tree. It's in, it's in fertilizer. It's in dung. I'll never forget when I was, um, I would say a little older than Carlos. And I'm working. And all of a sudden, this dude comes with a truckload full of dung. It's about six of us. And we're toiling. We're, we're moving the, this hard ground. I mean, there's rocks. And, there's a, and this guy comes with a truckload full of dung. And oh, the smell. Wow. People across the street were looking at us like, what are they doing? What is going on over there? It stinks. It's nasty. It's disgusting. What is going on? You come outside and you smell this nasty smell, but you know what? This nasty smell was doing something to the yard that was beneficial to the yard. It was putting nutrients in the yard. It was putting fertilizer in the soil to allow the grass to grow. I'm about to say something right now. There are some people here. You got some dung in your life that God has introduced to you. There's some stuff that if you had a choice, you wouldn't have accepted it. You would have said, no way. I ain't doing this. But guess what? It smells, but it's only going to be beneficial for you. It's nasty. It stinks. But God's saying one more year. Jesus says one more year. Let me, let me dig around the soil right here. Let me put some fertilizer right here. It's nasty. It stinks. We want to get out. But God says, stay in your place. Let me work on this one for one more year. That it may grow. That it may bear fruit. Hey, maybe not 12 pieces of fruit like Mark and Charlene Del Sedato Or Lynn and Mama Jane. Maybe just two pieces of fruit. <laughs> but at least we're bearing fruit. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? If we all had baskets here, and the Holy Spirit dropped how much fruit you've been producing since January, how much fruit would you have in your basket? Lifestyle changes. What, what kind of fruit would you have? Would we have any? I thank God that he fertilized the surface of my heart. That I may be able to grow. And bear fruit. Who could look back on their life this morning? On times and seasons that you hated, times and seasons that were tough, 
but say, you know what? It was because of that dung. It was because of that digging around that got me to where I am today. Amen. So I'm going to ask you this morning. Will you allow the keeper to dig around your heart to put some fertilizer that when he waters when I speak your heart may be touched your life may be transformed who here this morning would like that amen amen let's bow our heads hallelujah hallelujah what a blessing what an honor it is to preach the gospel to um, this family here more than an honor. It's a, it's a tremendous blessing to speak the word of God to you. May this word sink into your heart. May it sink into your life. May, may you never forget it. And this goes to everything in life. As you're working um, your job, the workplace, you're working, yes, you're working for your boss, but you're also working under the Lord. And when you're working under the Lord, man, you'll be one of the best I've, I've had to learn the hard way. This goes through everything in our life, uh, in relationships, um, the workplace, school. What are you producing? Are you bearing fruit? When the boss comes by, does he see that you're being honest, that you're telling the truth, that you're working, doing the best you can? Are you bearing fruit? In the workplace, are you bearing fruit for God's kingdom? Are we bearing fruit this morning? The keeper says, give me one more year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, um, we're going to open these altars. You could, you could uh, come down if you feel comfortable. You can come down. We have these two altars here. We have one to my left, that's here. We have one to my right. And I would encourage you to come down and just kneel at the altar if you'd like to get a hold of God. If you'd like to pray as our brother sings out this song. And uh, come to the altar, don't be ashamed. This is a time where you say, God, I, my heart, yeah, it's, it's hurt, I've been, no one's getting to it. <laughs> no one can get to this heart. But God says, can I get to it this morning? Can I get to your heart? You just come to the altar, just pray. Just get a hold of God. Children, teenager, don't matter who you are. You want to you ask God for something. You want to believe God for something. You come down to this altar as our brother sings. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want more, more of you, Lord. I want more, more of you, Lord. Yes, God. And I want more, more of you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I want more, more of you, Lord. Come to me.
Please continue praying. Just sit in your sit in your chair and pray. Just get a hold of God. Who wants more of God this morning? God say you can have all of me. I want more, more of you, Lord. God says, I want your children. I want more. I want more of your children. You want more of me. I want more of your life. Today we're we're doing membership class, and um, and in this class we talk about entire sanctification and how. God comes to our door. Well, the way we like to explain it is God comes to our heart's door. He knocks on the door, and he steps inside only because we let him, right? Only because we let, allow him to come into our life. And then we invite him to the living room. And then Jesus is sitting in our living room, and he starts helping us. Um, well, he really doesn't say anything when the movie's playing and that scene is showing, and we know it's not right. Jesus is sitting right there. He helps us with what to watch, what to put in, because what we put in comes out. 
what music we listen to, the entertainment. And then, then from there, he starts going to the kitchen only because we allow him. He comes over to the kitchen and then he starts helping us on what we put in our body. And then he starts going into the rooms only because we allow him. And some people it's quicker, some people it's, it takes some time. It's a process. And that's why we're here. But then it gets really crazy when he starts saying, hey, you, you know, this, uh, there's a lot of walls here. You ever go into a house or try to purchase a house? You go, what were they thinking? Who thought of this color? God says, I can, I can bust this wall down. We can take this out. We can put a window here. That way light may shine on places that's been dark for years. Entire sanctification is a, is a process. God says, do you want more of me? Because I want more of you. Let's all stand this morning as we dismiss. Thank you. Um, if I could have Manuel, brother, if you could please come. And uh, I'd like you to say pr uh, a prayer for the congregation, please. And uh, dismiss us. I would appreciate it. Uh, today, church, if you're visiting with us, we, we do, if you want to know more about the church, um, again, if you're visiting with us, please don't feel obligated. But there are people who've been coming here for quite some time. They want to become members. Um, if you don't want to become a member, you're still more than welcomed here at our church. Amen? Amen. 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 And so, uh, but, but we will be having membership class at around tw uh, 12 o'clock. We'll be having lunch. And so um, let's bow our heads as our brother uh, dismisses us. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you one more time, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to have, have bless us this day, Lord. Thank you for the word, for Pastor, for giving us these words of encouragement, Lord. And I ask you to bless this uh, rest of the day and bless our entire week, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you.